Hannah says, Lord, this is my situation. This is my problem. And the only one that can solve my problem is you. She was barren because it was in God's time. God had brought her to that place, not having children. That when she came to the Lord, she was open to whatever God wanted to do through her life. And God saw her heart. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson continues our marriage series with a focus on the power of prayer in the life of a family. As Raul explores the extraordinary faith of a woman named Hannah, you'll see how trust, hope, and submission can pave the way for God to work mightily in your home. Stay with us for encouragement to wait on the Lord's timing and believe in His good plans for your family. Let's join Raul Reese in 1 Samuel 1, verse 1. Today's lesson is titled, A Praying Mother. Here's Raul Reese. And here we have a story about a woman by the name of Hannah in the Old Testament. Let me begin by reading, beginning with verse 1, what he says. And now there was a certain member of Ramadan, Sophian of the mounts of Ephraim, and his name was Elikah, and the son of Jeraham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tuhu, and the son of Saph, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. That's already a problem. Two wives. You can only take one. But he had two wives in that culture. And the name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peniach. And Penny had children, but Hannah no children. Now, can you imagine the first wife has children, but the second wife has no children? The husband loves Hannah tremendously, but then his wife, the first wife, is making fun of Hannah every day because she has no children. But here Hannah, imagine, had no children watching Peniah's kids and then having her mock her and harass her. He goes on to say, verse 3, And this man went up to the city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord host in Shiloh. Shiloh was destroyed by the Philistines, but this was a place where they would go and worship the Lord. And this man went up into the city yearly to worship the sacrifice to the Lord of hosts of Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Penichias, the priests, the Lord, were there. Now, you have to understand that Eli was the priest at that time. His sons were laying with women and they were stealing money from the temple. And they were priests. Later on in the story, you get to see that, uh, not in this, but you've got to continue in the chapters, that God takes time and he wipes out his sons. And when they come and tell Eli that his sons have been wiped out because he was a heavy man, he leaned back and he went back and he broke his neck and he died too. God had brought judgment upon Eli's house because of what they did. And you look at the scripture here, verse 3, the importance of worship. 
That's why when we come here and we worship the Lord before we teach the word of God, we want to prepare your hearts to receive God's word. We want to prepare also not only to let you worship the Lord, but we want you to look back at your life this week or the rest of the month. How have you treated other people? What have you done that is not right before the Lord? We want you to prepare your hearts. So that when the word of God is given, the word of God will convict you and change your life. So when you leave here, you didn't just come to church. You came here because you wanted to hear God's word and God's word transforming your life. The worship of God in the temple. He goes on again in verse 4. And this is incredible. He says, and whenever the time came for Ilignat to make an offering, he would give portions to Peniah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. So he would sacrifice for his sons, for his first wife. And here is Hannah, verse 5. But Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah. Although the Lord had closed her womb. She couldn't have babies. Maybe you're here today, and you're not able to have babies, children. Many times people get bitter toward God because they feel, well, I don't have children because God has cursed me or God is punishing me. But not so. That's not true. Because we see here in verse 5 that even though Hannah had no children and her husband loved her, he gave her a double portion. Verse 6 it says, and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her wound. She was making fun of her every day. It's like God gave me children, but too bad you don't have any children. There are people like this that are constantly harassing, provoking, and putting people down and making fun of people. You have to be careful with that. Because the Lord not only loves each one of us individually, but he wants us to understand that if we're in his perfect will, then it was God's perfect will for her to have children, for the other to have children. He said, and it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, Hannah wept and did not eat. She went into fasting. It broke her heart that she was being made fun of. And then it says, And Elikna, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? He had compassion on her. He saw what was going on. And he's asking her, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Of course, we know the problem. No children. So Hannah got up after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. And now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. So they were in the tabernacle. They were worshiping the Lord, which once a year they would go to worship the Lord. And Eli sitting there, and here's Hannah. Watch what happens, verse 10. And so she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Her heart was sorrowful. She couldn't believe that she didn't have a baby. She prayed, no answer. She wept in anguish, no answer. Verse 11, and then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me 
And not forget your main servant, but you will give her your main servant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord in all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. Lord, if you give me a child, I'll give it right back to you. You see, that would be something that a lot of women wouldn't do. They've been praying for a child for a long time, and now they have the child, and they become kind of a covetous with that child. I'm not going to give him to any. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to keep him for myself. But she would not do that. She spoke with God and said, Lord, you haven't given me a child, but I'll tell you what, God, if you give me a child, I'll give him right back to you. He goes on. Because he would take the vow of a Nazarite, which means they couldn't cut their hair and they wouldn't drink any wine or any fermented thing because they were Nazarites. Verse 12. And it happened as she continued praying. Notice her consistency in prayer before the Lord. That Eli watched her mouth. So she was outside praying and all he could see was her mouth actually moving, but there was no voice speaking out of her mouth in the prayer. And now Hannah spoke. In her heart, as she's praying, only her lips was moving, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought that she was drunk. Notice that misjudging her. How many times you and I misjudge people? Maybe somebody's misjudged you. And it was hard because here she's opening her heart before the Lord. And Eli, the priest, thinks that she's been drinking because she was moving her lips. And then it says this. Verse 14, so Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. Again, misjudging Hannah fully, completely. If you've been drinking, then put it away if you come to the temple. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink. Now notice what it says here. There was a wine that was not intoxicating that they would drink, but then there was a wine that would be intoxicated and they could get drunk. That's why in the Proverbs in chapter 20, verse 1, he says wine is a mark and those that drink it are stupid. That's what he said in the Proverbs. Wine intoxicated will bring you to do what? Bring you to do things you never thought you could do. Anything that is alcohol. She says, but Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I, I said, I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicated drink. He says, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Notice, I'm crying before the Lord. She responds, I haven't had any children. I want to have a baby. And I'm out here praying to the Lord if he could change his mind and give me a son in my life. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're committed to equipping you with God's Word and helping you grow in your relationship with Him. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165 to order an MP3 flash drive of this entire marriage series. Now let's get back to more with Raul Reese and the final part of our lesson, A Praying Mother. Verse 16. Do not consider your maiden servant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken even until now. What is she doing? She shares her heart with the priest Eli. 
I think it's important for us to share our hearts with Jesus. Nobody can understand that, only Jesus. Maybe you're going through something, some difficult times in your life today. Maybe something's happened drastically in your life. And maybe you don't want to really talk to people, but you can talk to the Lord anytime you want to. All you have to do is come to Him, just like Hannah. Hannah says, Lord, this is my situation, this is my problem, and the only one that can solve my problem is you. You, O Lord. That's why I poured out my soul before the Lord. That's the real reason that she did that. Verse 16. Do not consider your main servant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken even until now. Notice, she shares her heart again before the Lord. For out of the abundance of my complaint, she was complaining about the other woman, and grief, I have spoken even until now. And then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel will grant your petition, which you have asked of him. God listening to our prayers. God answers her prayer. What seems to be your prayer that you don't feel that God has answered it? There's a lot of prayers. The Bible even says in the book of Revelation that we have all these prayers that as parents, grandparents, we pray for our children and grandchildren. That a lot of times you'll pass away and people say, well, he never answered their prayer. But it says in Revelation that the prayer of the saints are actually surrounding the throne of God. They're in the presence of the Lord. And sometimes those prayers are answered when you and I are in heaven. Maybe not now, but they will be answered according to the will of God. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your prayer is. But I surely learned from her as she prayed. But I poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your main servant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken even unto now. Notice, complaint and grief. She was speaking to the Lord. Verse 17, he says. And then Eli answered and said to her, Go in peace. And the God of Israel shall grant your petition what you have asked of the Lord. Go home. You will have a baby. Now Eli went before the Lord because Eli had those two sons that were wicked. But Eli understood that if she was praying, she was simple. She wanted to have a baby. And probably Eli received this petition was answered by Eli and letting you know that God spoke to me. You're going to have a baby next year. Can you imagine going home by faith, listening to what Eli the priest said, and sitting and waiting what God would do in my life in one year? Verse 18, he says, And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way, she ate, and her face was transformed and no longer sat. A different woman now. A woman... That had heard from the Lord. A woman that loved God. A woman that believed God. That God will do this. As he said he will do it. And will complete it. Not in my time. But in his time. We got to understand that in his time. Not our time. Many times people get bitter toward God. Because he hasn't done what they say. I don't know what you're praying for. 
What I did when I came to Christ, and I've said the story before, that I had all these friends, I had my family, that I wanted to see them saved. So I got a piece of paper, I got a pen, I wrote their name and the date that I wrote, and then to watch and see how long it would take for that person to be saved. And in that sheet, there were different dates. As God began to save my family, as God began to save my friends, and after the present time, God continues to do so many things in our lives. God works. God is true. Can you imagine how she felt when she was released, that God would answer her prayer, and that she would be rejoicing before the presence of the Lord, and now she could go home and have peace in her life. Because God spoke to her. She was a woman that believed in God and God spoke to her heart. Verse 19. And then they got up early in the morning. And what do they do? They worship before the Lord. That's the first thing we should do in the morning. Worship the Lord. The first thing when we get on our knees or we stand or we sit, whatever. We should worship the Lord thanking Him for giving me another day, another night, another week, another year. In the book of Hebrews 9.24, it says, there's a time for a man to die, and then the judgment comes. A man will die, and then the judgment will come. Everybody has a day they will die. We don't know that day. Only God knows that day. That he rose up early, verse 19, they rose up early in the morning and worshiped the Lord before the Lord and returned and came to the house at Ramah. And Elgah knew Hannah, his wife, sexually. And she got pregnant. Look at, and the Lord remember her. God keeps his word. Remember that. God keeps his word. He doesn't retract his word. He stands on his word. She got pregnant. Nine months later, she had a baby. Verse 20. And so it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son nine months later and called his name Samuel. You know what that means? Ask of God. I prayed and I asked God and he gave me a baby boy. God answers prayer. And she named him Samuel. Ask of God and God gave me a little male child. Again in verse 20. Saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Again, recognizing, knowing this happened because I prayed and God answered my prayer. God answered my prayer. And the reason, because he loves me and he cares for me. I don't know how many prayers God has answered in your life. But I would never give up. One thing that I have to be careful in my life is that I make sure that I have repented and I'm living a holy life before the Lord. That He hears me when I pray, that He knows me when I come to Him, and that He blesses me with my family and He blesses me with the Word of God and everything that He wants to bless me with, He will do that in His time, not in my time. He goes on, verse 21. And now the man Elkanah, And all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice in his vow. So they all came up again to offer their sacrifices. But Hannah did not go up. For she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned. Then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. 
This is what she says. As soon as the child becomes a little old enough, I'm going to take him to the temple and I'm going to present him to the Lord. We don't baptize children, we present them to the Lord. That's where we get our doctrine here. We present them to God and God can take care of them. God can do whatever he wants to do with them. Look what it says, verse 23. And so Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him, and only let the Lord establish his word. Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her baby son until she had weaned him, until he was able to be away from his mother, to take him where? To the temple. And now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, and with three bulls and ephah of flour and the skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord. And look at Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. She presented him to the Lord. Presented him to the Lord. It's so awesome when a child is being presented to the Lord. You present them to the Lord so that God can keep them. God can watch over them. And as you teach them the word of God, as they're developing and growing, that one day they're going to serve the Lord. But also this can happen. Your son can go, your daughter, away from the Lord. But because they've been brought up in the ways of the Lord, there's always that possibility and there's always that assurance that your son, your daughter will come back to the Lord. It happened to my life. Ryan... All these people that were praying for them. And God did it. And all three of my boys walking with God. My grandkids walking with God. But you see, I start praying for my grandchildren even before they were born. Because I wanted God to protect them. I wanted God for them to serve the Lord. God has to be the one to touch. God has to be the one that baptizes your children with the Holy Spirit. And as you present them to the Lord and God can see your heart. As he says here, and then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, Oh my Lord, as your soul is, my Lord, I am a woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. Starts in prayer, concludes in prayer. Prayer is so important. Fellowship with God. Coming to the Lord in petitions of our lives. Standing there and asking God, Lord, your will be done. And then he says, verse 27, and this child I pray for. And the Lord granted me petition which I asked of him. God answers prayer. Again, in his time. She was barren because it was in God's time. God had brought her to that place not having children. That when she came to the Lord, she was open to whatever God wanted to do through her life. And God saw her heart. And what happened? She became pregnant. And she had a son by the name of Samuel. I asked for him, and the Lord gave him to me. And therefore I also have lent him to the Lord, dedicated him. He says, as long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. Lord, I gave him to you, and you can keep him. No, she's not worshiping her son. She says, Lord, you gave it to me, and I'm going to give it back to you. Can you imagine how hard that was? She prayed all her life for a baby boy, and now she has her and presented him to the Lord. And took him to the temple. And what happened to Samuel? He became a prophet.
Well, we hope Hannah's experience has been an inspiration for you to fully trust the Lord with your family's imperfections and unfulfilled dreams. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. A complete copy of today's message is available for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for the lesson titled, A Praying Mother. Now, as you consider God's desire and ability to pour out His spiritual blessings in your home, we'd also like to offer you the entire 20-part study we're currently airing. Downloaded to an MP3 thumb drive, this series will guide you through Scripture's teachings on marriage and family and will provide helpful insight into how you can nurture a godly home environment. You'll also enjoy a personal interview with Rawl and his wife, Sharon. To order Rawl's 20-part marriage series, including the bonus interview, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a donation of $30 or more. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. Or write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We are a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for your partnership. Every contribution you make is tax-deductible and helps us keep broadcasting the good news of Jesus Christ. Join us again for more from this series, exploring how to pursue God's highest will for your marriage and family. Next time, we'll zero in on the importance of firmly establishing your own faith so that you can impart a strong spiritual heritage to your children. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.